Hallo und herzlich willkommen zum Auf die Fresse, die WXW Review Podcast in English. I mean, joined by Mike Kirby. Mike, how's it going? All good, all good. We, um, in the, uh, we're in the final stretch. We're, as of recording today, we are only 30 days till uh, Inner Circle. I think I fly out a month tomorrow. It's uh, fast approaching, and a lot of bits fall into place, and some good, some not so good, I guess. <laughs> yes, there's been a lot. There's a lot of um, work had to have been done in between then and now. Um, but yeah, we, we're as I say, we're, we're on the final stretch. Only a couple of weeks left to work before we can put our out of offices on and such like, and hop on a plane over. Get mode of Dusseldorf security coming back as well, but. Yes, obviously, since we last recorded, uh, it's one big show back to the roots and obvious place to start the Elton Room. Uh, major injury to Robert Dreisky during the Kafik Schlacht. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, we'd seen tweets during the show, things that Striga was the main one, saying something had gone, not, well, not gone wrong, but not something serious going on. Basically, if you haven't seen the show yet, it's been on the now for just over a week, but basically, Kafik Schlacht, if you're not familiar, War Games rule, but the single ring uh, started off with uh, Dover and Paige Tahani. Pretty much coin toss, and boss course one. So Robert Dreisk was second one in. I think it was what 30 seconds since he got in the match, he took a boot in the corner and crossbody off the top from Tahani. Dreisk stayed down. It was literally seconds later, you know, you could see blood on his shoulder and on his uh, chest. And yeah, it was a mess. Um, yeah. You know, been diagnosed fractured jaw, fractured cheekbone, a broken nose. He's had surgery. Thankfully, he's on the road to recovery. Obviously, not going to be you know, wrestling over Coward Weekend or anytime soon. But yeah, watching Matt, I mean, I, I watched the German version and the reaction of I think it was Christian and Metz, you know, obviously doing commentary live. You know, clearly, you know, you don't expect something like a cross body to take yeah. that much damage. It's, it's completely, you know, it was, it's. It looked like nothing, and it's 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 a crossbody move that you know it's you can't really see it from the angle. What really does happen? It's just I think just sheer sheer bad luck, isn't it? It's just a, that's the definition of a freak accident, really, isn't it? You can't you you can't protect yourself from something like that. You can't really hold any blame towards Tahani. You can't really hold any blame towards Dreisky. It's just something that sometimes happens. Um, I mean, wrestling is yeah. all the innocuous stuff that does the damage, like. Going back to the 2001 Sage, you know, jumping off the middle rope and it completely shatters his leg. It's all, no, yeah. no, no, and I'm, I'm being completely, you know, flipping on a service. You look at, you know, you know the dangerous flippy do guys, you know, being with crotchety old sods. You don't see someone doing, okay, they are the odd videos, but you don't see folks like, you know, the 630 corkscrew splash and then they, you know, paralyze themselves. I know it's, you know, the odd clips through Botchmania and all that, but it all seems to be the relatively simple stuff, but. Yes. I mean, they could, and I, you know, Tihani and Dreisik, obviously, they've worked together lots of times. They they train, well, you know, I think, I can imagine they do train together quite a lot, obviously, both in Hungary and, and in Germany. And I bet they've done that crossbody a dozen times, nothing. And obviously, yep. it's just, it's just it's, as I say, completely freak accident. You can't, you can't really, there's not really anything you can do to stop it. But obviously, we send a, Best wishes to Dreisker. I think you know one of the real, I uh, think real good good guys of wrestling in general. Um, and um, it's going to be a real, real, real bad loss to have him not in uh, sixteen carat. I think uh, 
think for me especially, he's one of the uh, one. He's always one of the highlights. He's someone I've always enjoyed watching ever since sort of the first first time I went out there. And um, yeah, it will be it will it will be strange to not have him have him around. Really, well, he'll be there, I assume, but uh, it'll be strange to not have him in the ring. Yeah, he's always been like everyone's star course, and then like yeah. he's you know last year was in the finals, um, yeah. and you know, bits and pieces I've heard they had to change a lot about the Kevin Schlacht. Again, no price because you know, quote unquote leader Van Boss. I know they don't have a no de facto leader, but the main yeah. fig, uh, main figure was associated with them. Um you know, they upset to change a match, you know, with uh, French draws and uh Tahani having a numerical advantage. So they end up winning, but yeah, and looks to me that's thrown a lot of plans both that night and run up to carrot in into disarray. And I guess you know, obviously Dreisker, big part of works will be behind the scenes as well, because at the same time. Uh, he went was at the University Clinic in Essen. Rotation had surgery on his uh, historical knee injury, so got both the main trainers at the academy on the shelf, which in good timing. I understand he only has been um, substitute sort of head coach uh, temporarily. Um, that was that was sort of revealed. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, yeah completely completely um, unfortunate that it just just so happened that you know. Two at exactly the same time. It's uh, yeah. I was actually relocated for academy to the you know the university clinic of Essen, which I don't think been too pleased with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, so obviously best wishes to both uh, dry grand rotation. But um, some news broke just before we came live tonight, and I guess it's kind of changed the complexion of sixteen card gold. So obviously a big storyline since. What last summer was Norman Harris wanting to screw Levaniel out of title shots and what have you. And they've announced tonight that uh, yeah, Levaniel is going to have to go the distance for Carrot. So I know we've you know, the joke from the weekend was I refused to uh, acknowledge this. So this weekend in Bielefeld they're doing the World 16 Carrot Gold Tournament. They'd announced three matches and it was weird that you know, there's only three matches for a tournament. Um so video went up tonight. Norman Harris announced that uh, Levaniel is in the finals of the Road 16 Card Gold Tournament. It's going to be a four-way match. So it'll be him versus the winner of Anil Marek or Ilya Bloom versus Ahura or Alex Duke versus Pastime Mudo or Heisenberg. Levaniel has to win the match to get into Carrot. If he doesn't win, the title's vacated and you know, the winner of Card wins the belt. If Levaniel does win and qualify for Carrot, he's going to be defending it in every match over that weekend, which, I mean, the obvious thing, we're on the Alex Duke bandwagon, aren't we? The post-boyfriend <laughs> champion? Heisenberg, surely, no. Heisenberg. Um, yeah, it's it's the equivalent of the start in the FA Cup extra preliminary round, isn't it? Um, you've got to, you've got to go through... The the odds have been, been stacked against Levaniel, obviously. Um, there's the ongoing the ongoing storyline between Horaris and things but yeah the general uh, the general consensus from multiple sources not overly positive about this uh really i think i mean we can obviously we can do a carrot preview after the you know, yeah. and all the drops to me and no i mean we record this at what Two and a half hours after the, the, yeah. the announcement was dropped. To me, what it's either saying is going to be screw drop in Bielefeld, 
or the entire weekend of carrot, everyone's going to be expecting interference now. Yeah. Not fancy book, but my suspicion was based on bits that fall into place. You're going to have had Amboss run wild for the weekend. No, Levani will no, beat uh, Lawrence Roman night one, night two, or whatever, night three. Drys come to final, but Amboss attack him backstage before and bears the easy win. I mean, I, I don't know, like the whole the whole thing we said at the time when Levaniel won, it was an odd choice. You know, I mean, yeah. be fair, you know, being fair, the matches he's had as champion being good, we've not been blowing, I'll be honest, you know, a couple of matches against you know, Tristan Archer, against Axel Tischer, they're the kind of guys who you'd want to be able to have a good matches against. Yeah. But I think this kind of tells you that, I don't want to say they've painted themselves into a corner, but it's a heck of a way to get out of you know, what could be known situation you'd expect. Yeah, and I think we 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 spent. I, well, I think honestly we've been spending it since Tag Fest. To be completely honest, we've been saying that in all reality, like I don't know how you sell a Saturday show with Levaniel as champion, um, unless the the in my eyes the obvious the obvious match for Levaniel was Simmons, but that obviously wasn't happening. I mean, I suppose it could happen on Sunday. Simmons um, Roman made two. Well, no, they... I mean Sim- Simmons. Simmons winning the title on the Sunday. I don't know, but you know, the, in my eyes, like that was kind of really the only one that made real storyline sense. Um, but yeah, it's not. Um, we'll go into it. I think more once we get into the preview. But I, I, I'm not massively excited. I think for me, the the biggest, the biggest match, the biggest thing on the carrot weekend isn't sixteen carrot gold. It's the title match on the Saturday. It's the season finale almost, isn't it? It's, yep. the, it's the end of the and it's the, the jewel in brown of, of of sixteen karat gold, and that not being there, that's for me, that's a risk because um, everybody Saturday sells out before any other day, and it's because of the biggest match of the year in it, and we don't have one this year, and we don't, and that's a month out. Yeah, we've held. Month out, there's no big match on the Saturday carrot, and I think that's a that's risky. Um, and it was, uh, and again, I think it's what's going to replace it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know there's been talk earlier the week, uh, you know, WWE supposedly loaning out NXT names for indie shows, although that's apparently been, yeah, that's been shot down as a one time deal. So, anyone dreaming of, I know, Ilya Ilya Dragunov coming against maybe Tim Thatcher, that's out of the window, but. Yeah, and you know, we said before when we started hit record on this, uh, Bobby Guns is the only big name out, out that roster who is conspicuous that weekend. He's in ambition. That's it. He's got absolutely nothing to do. Um, I mean, they, you can you can chuck a women's title match on. Um, you can chuck a tag team title match on for sure because the French doors aren't really doing anything. But really, you know what is there? Um, that that's uh, my 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 view of carrot has always been the the, the tournament's always the least interesting part of the weekend. It's all the other stuff that goes around, and now that the the tournament is now the focus because of this title thing. For me, that's I'm not too excited about that, and you know it should the 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 the, the title. I don't think the title and carrot obviously are equally. Are equally as important in my eyes. They they are equally as important, 
and I think them just being in the same thing, it's just kind of it's watered down both of them in a way. Yep. Um, but yeah. I, I guess we'll we'll know what goes on after Bielefeld yeah. this weekend, and we can you know give our own two cents of. We could be completely changed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So that's basically the big big thing. Um. You know, the title will you no know, unless Lavanil you know, runs the gauntlet will be new champion at the end of Coward Weekend. So we will yeah. see where the chips fall there. But uh, other stuff announced for Coward Weekend. Uh, this one complete came out of left field. Uh, Dwix will be working with the German MMA Championships. They're doing a match between Icarus and Patrick Cy Bork on the Ambition Show next week, uh, next month. Uh, Bork's a trainer at the uh, Gelsenkirchen Fight Club, so yeah, I guess in, in lieu of the traditional super fight, and this kind of what we said was after the Tag Festival, the passing trades starting to pay dividends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen the tweet already. So <laughs> it's, a, but um, yeah, it's this is the sort of thing I think which is uh, which makes the whole Fight Club thing very very exciting. Um, looking at the MMA record, he appears to have only had I can only find the record of one one match. Um, yeah, in 2012, 2014. So I think so, he's like the head coach there. So I guess he's the of the Gelsenkirchen Fight Club version of Robert Dreisker, no yeah. side fence. Um, so yes, I mean, no, obviously, has done a lot of ambition style stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'll say this knowing, no, I'm not, I'm not exactly a huge MMA fan, but this is some, it's bringing some intrigue. I mean, you're not going to have the head coach of you no know, the Gelsenkirchen Fight Club into to lose, but at the same point. I no, it's back like when you know we had was it an orchism. You had yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Big stars in against someone who's going to blitz through them, and the damage that could do. Again, it was it was not it's I could think of, but it's certainly an interesting choice. Um, and two knows does this mean we get an ambition uh, tag festival with a few more you know, GMC guys on, or is this just a one off, or could it lead to something else? Yeah, but, I mean. It, the other thing is, I wonder, is it one of these things where it's, it's, um, he's in this tournament to sort of go, well, I want to have a go at it. And then maybe for his students that he has, is it a case of, well, I've had a go at it. I think you'd really suit this or, you know, because the guy's, the guy's like in his late thirties, early forties, isn't he? So he, uh, he's 38, not, yeah. yeah. So he, you, it's not, he's not going to be, um, a prodigy for the future of wrestling. I mean, you can still wrestle, and you know, up until you're fifty, sixty, whatever. But I think it may be. Well, I don't know, but it could it could be a little bit maybe late for him to sort of turn over full time. But at the same time, you know, it's you you can. The thing is, we hear absolutely nothing about him, so I, I can't I can't say um, I can't say anything either way. He could he could come out there and he's like Yuji Ishikawa, and we're like. Fantastic, brilliant! We want him on every every carrot, but um, yeah, I, it's 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 very intriguing. It's I was a bit down on the ambition lineup, really, um, but this is one that's it's piqued my interest a bit more. <laughs> I mean, we can you no know, we'll do a preview, but you no, know, just quick run through who is announced for carrot before we move on. Uh, we have got Fumanoyabe, Bobby Guns, Kevin Lloyd, Fast Time Mudo, Davy Richards. Lawrence Roman, who's going to be busy that weekend, Thomas Shire and Paige Tehani, which you know, 
no, Bobby Guns, I guess, the obvious winner. But yeah, again, for him not having nothing else to do, I guess that's kind of what you'd say, you know, regardless of who else is in the in the lineup. Yeah. Um I don't know. For me for me it just wasn't the most exciting lineup, really. So Well, um, speaking of the lineups for weekend, uh, we've got four more names for Carrot announced on Sunday. Uh, Axel Tischer, Lawrence Roman, Fuminoi Abe and Ares. Uh, Abe was in Carrot last year, lost to Dreisk in the first round. Tisha's not been in Carrot since 2015, having been a finalist for the year before. Uh, Roman and Ares, it's their tournament debut, so yeah. again, just you no know, spitballing here. You know, given that Arbe was one of the first names announced for the whole weekend, but just for ambition. Got to think, is he like the Dreisk replacement in terms of you know, that spot? Yeah, I think I think uh, Dreisk, I think seeing Arbe being announced that late despite already being announced being there, I kind of get the impression that's what that is. Because um, I think um, they'd already announced Bielefeld. So, you you know, you kind of think of Bielefeld being already announced if they'd kind of said, oh, sorry, actually, we're going to put Heisenberg in the tournament anyway. or Because in my eyes, Heisenberg would have been a brilliant person to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously, I, th- I think Arbe is the Dreisker replacement really here, isn't he? And then, speaking of other names, we've got some stuff for Fan in May. This has been run at the uh, Park by Club. Um, three names been announced for Tim. So, LSG, he's back. He had a couple of tours um, in 2018 and last summer as well. So, he'll be doing training for the Academy as well. Uh, Trisha Dora should be making her debut. Uh, she's run stuff for Even Progress for the last few years in Europe. And name a lot more familiar to us, Mike Loku, uh, Big Mike's having his uh, directory debut. Uh, because he was at the GW of Light Heavyweight World Cup, he was the finalist for March of last year. He's done a fair um, bit with um, pro wrestling Österreich as well. Yep. Um, he, he had his debut there just in the autumn, but then he is going back again later this year as well. So um, he's um, well, we did say last last week on the uh, sort of the well, the last episode on the uh, the, the hopes and dreams for 2023. <laughs> we did say Oku, Oku Slater and Knight Jr. So we got one of them already. So brilliant. And I can touch it again, but yet to be spieling. Yeah, something like that. Maybe t shirt coming out that soon anyway, non uh, Michael. But so uh, <laughs> not going to go for all of these because New Japan is in tag solve every day, it feels like. But Oscar, two singles matches since we last recorded. Oh, Floss hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's the music? Yeah. Uh, oh yes. Come on. And this is what happens when you do the wrong thing on the mixer board. Thanks so for the international superstar Oscar Loiber. Uh, two singles matches since we last checked in. Both losses to the United Empire, unfortunately. Uh, January 25th, lost to Aaron Hanare, and this past Saturday, lost to champion of the British, Great Okan, which might be something we could see a few times, maybe in England, if uh, things work out, but yes. never know. But, um, Get into the 229. Uh, if only, might be a while, but we can only... <laughs> <try. laughs> they don't run off. Where, where was that place they used to run, like, once in a blue moon? Um, oh, blanking... You know, it's like really, really small town near St. Neots. Ely? No, like we used, we used to run there before. Um, 
I'm now looking up cage match. Uh, Huntington. Huntington. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Every year, every year, like once, twice a year, but it's not been on my slate. No. The last time I ran in Huntington was April of last year, not never since. <laughs> well, there we go then. And that Pete, was for that uh, segment. <laughs> I was about to say Pizza Mac. Uh, Ninja Mac was on that show, I believe, wasn't he? Not Pizza Mac. <laughs> uh, anyway. Ninja Mac did Steve Nitch and Portsmouth, but anyway, yeah. So, got a couple of shows to run through. One, probably spend a bit more time on the other, but uh, as the use a co op show with Body Slam dropped on to now. A couple weeks, about two weeks ago now. Uh, Bobby Guns over Emeritus again, just jumping in if there's anything you think because I know a uh, lot Bobby of Guns Emeritus I did actually quite like. I think, and again, I've seen others you know, going about you know, Emeritus. If you're coming in blind, you've never seen before, it can be a bit drawn. But it, and Bobby Guns, he's almost like the elder statesman of Dublin, so we know. I don't say he's taking the absolute Andy role, but he well, is. He's the, he's the worker's worker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but you no know, criminal took Emeritus to school. Uh, a decent match for an opener. Uh, Dry score for Bam Bam Kvade. Uh, pretty decent big lads match, but I think Kvade's not bad. You know, he's fairly new into this, what I can tell, at least age wise. Yeah. Um, but no, again, not too bad. But yeah, maybe Allison over Betty Rose and Alice Inc. That I guess was to build up maybe for future title shots. Who knows these days. Uh, Peter Alessander over Maggot with a distraction from Ahura, which brings the only bit of uh, weaving in with the Brexit storylines on this show, which was nice. And it, it, no, that some crossover wasn't just like a in a vacuum, his body slumps some Brexit guys in. Uh, they had a scramble, Pete Phoenix winning. Yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy that, to be honest. Like, scramble match. It was also, uh, there was no WXW involvement at all. So, yeah. See that, uh, that that match, I thought they could have they could have just chucked an Ilya Bloom in or chucked yeah. a Danny Frey in just to like make up the numbers, um, yeah. and it, then it, you know they no could have easily done that. To just be body slam guys, yeah. Uh, Carlos Mora beat a Hawaii referee stoppage. I really like that one. Like I know the whole joke about Samoa is oh he never loses, but there was bits in this match I was you no know, biting on. Oh my god, they're really giving a who of a belt. But, um, <laughs> I didn't realize the, the joke was public knowledge, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, to be honest, I did actually think it wasn't, wasn't too bad. I thought it was um, one of the better Zamora matches I've seen. Um, yeah, and uh, I suppose there's, there was no way either of these were going to be losing clean, I think. So. And then main event, I was hungry, uh, failed to beat uh, Randus Pagner for the Body Slam tag titles. Had a bit of stuff with the, you know, obviously Robert Dreisker, you know, the rest of Ambos there, the Easy Lovers, you know, uh, helping out. So, again, you no, know, decent enough show. I'd say it's the kind of thing if you've got your Directs Now subscription, it's worth a shot, not worth a punt. Things were only about two, two and a bit hours long. Um, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice quick watch. And I watched it because it was, I was testing out what the uh, app was like on the TV. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, it works perfectly with YouTube. So yeah, that was so yeah, I did watch it. It was quite good fun though. So that's up now and I know the knock on body slam tends to be where VOD doesn't turn around quick at all. Um yeah. so if you if you want to see if you if you want to see um the show up on WXB now subscription and may as well jump forward two weeks to back to the roots. 
uh, this first Robert Housen show of the new year. Uh, big ACDC theme running throughout after the string for the Super Nintendo game last year. Please switch it up. It's not just the same graphics on every show, which I appreciate. Um, yes. Pre-show Fast Time Moodle, losing to Tristan Archer. Please oh, so a, I thought that was a really nice, really, really nice match, actually. Uh, yeah. for, for for a YouTube sort of exclusive, I think that was almost done a bit done a bit um, disservice by being on YouTube. That one, I thought it was really decent. I, I suppose there was a little bit, there was no spice to it. It was a bit of a, this was a Tristan Archer re, redemption tour sort of match. And I suppose you have to build Archer to being competent again after his loss. But um, yeah, I thought it was a sneaky, sneaky, decent match, this one. And it's a way to tell people don't skip the pre-shows. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so the show main show opened up with a new shotgun champion, Lawrence Roman, his first ever singles goal, first ever gold, full stop in WXW. Uh, beat Maggot in just over eight and a half minutes after interference from Mahura. Um, and yeah, I mean, we spoke on the last show, you know, that match with Axel Tischer in Hamburg. Yeah. You know, absolutely fantastic. And it's not been a, oh, he's been in doing with good enough good workers. Lawrence can go. And Ekman, I, I I seen... sorry, you go. I tweeted out last week after this after the show. Um, my YouTube feed dug up a random ass uh, shotgun segment where Lawrence Summers going to be monster consulting, but you no know, couldn't stick with it. Here we are, four or five years later. You no, know, once again associated with uh, Trisker and now your new shotgun champ. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I, I think we said last time that I, in my eyes, Roman's one of those criminally underrated workers in. Europe. I mean, I've I've seen him work for back when Next Step Wrestling was sort of a thing, and seeing him working some very people well, well below his level. He could have he, he Roman, I think, could have been a WXW like in this position five years ago. I think that's yeah. that's the thing that's the thing with with Roman in that position. So um, it's it's good that he's finally got the um, the shotgun belt. I think um, there's. There's a lot you can do with it, and there's finally a bit of gold within sort of the Amboss sort of setup. But yeah, it's um, the the story the story around the match obviously built around Ahura um, assaulting uh, Allison. That must keep my whole story going, keeping that nice and warm. Um, I think it points towards Maggot and Ahura, although actually possibly not so much now because of. Uh, Bielefeld, it was pointing towards Maggot versus Ahura for night one of, of uh, Carrot, but yeah, I think... Um, night two and night three? I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a ladder match, but that weirdly seems like it's the start of the whole feud. <laughs> yeah. It's good we got the shotgun belt away from it, Vol. No, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, um, you was putting a prop on something that didn't need it. They already have something really, really tangible. And um, yeah, and, and more than anything, it gives Roman a chance to sort of, you know, get his work rate, work rate um, credentials in, and I think he, he could he could have some, especially as the shotgun title always tends to attract sometimes a little bit more of the left field sort of opponents. You know, I want to see him go against some of these people. You know, I'd I'd like to see a big a big guns and Roman match. I think I think that would be a really good one to sort yep. of. Replay because I think they're in the same sort of wheelhouse. Um, you know, Oku Oku versus Roman, sort of looking towards fan. I know that's many months away, but you know, I think that could be a sneaky sort of uh, sneaky sort of hit there. So um, yeah, very excited to see him have the belt. And 
entirely deserved, entirely deserved. And you, you don't get anything for nothing. And that is someone who's worked their absolute arse off. He's had, I think he's had a few issues where he's had to hang up occasionally. But yeah, it, 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 this is five or six years overdue, to be completely honest. Every, he could have he could have been shotgun champion during peak 2018 sort of period. Tied uh, 2019, when obviously a pandemic, we all all well to aware of us. Uh, came back to like, October 2021, and yeah, never looked back. And obviously now part of Ambos, it's more than just he's a guy who in uh, Dresden, you know, big part for Oster. So yeah, he's to a hell of a run for him. Yeah, good good on you, man. Ever ever at Beat Marie de la Rosa, and I guess the main big story in this, Ava's lost luggage. <laughs> yeah, she's had a bit of a gone through the mixer a little bit, hasn't she? The last couple of weeks. Um, this was a return match, wasn't it? So um, back in the uh, back in the saddle, back over here, and um, yeah, it was an interesting. De la Rosa, I think, because she was she was around during the pandemic she period, did. wasn't she? Uh, no, so. I think you're mixing with um, Sarah Leon Mid. Dolores oh, came over for the um, Tag Festival weekend. So she did the International Freeway at Pempertal. Yes. Yes, uh, yeah. Some wrestling stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Decent, decent match. It looks like they're warming up uh, Ava for women's title shots over the Coward weekend. Um, safe, it's a safe pair of hands to be put yeah. in. She can talk better than. 95% of the the roster in general to be completely honest yep. so um, that's um, yeah it would be a bit of a no brainer if she didn't at least get put in something quite spicy over the weekend uh, first of two matches with folks familiar to us we had uh, Meta Han and Rambo beating the Greedy Souls, Brendan White and Danny Jones and considering they came for match with you know, the polite oh what, you're the good guys here my God, the Greedy Souls worked really well as good guys here. They've had the yeah. crowd on their side by the end. Surprisingly, um, yeah. The, in the German commentary crew, uh, Met and Christian, you know, they pretty much say, you know, obviously we don't know, it's many months away, but you, know, you had them you know, pretty much actually going, oh, it's be great for these guys when ca- in a tag festival. And, they said know, the same on the English commentary as well. Oh, great. Well, yeah. Well, and there's Met so, and Mark from that, so common thread, but yeah, with um, no based on that, hell of a debut, and hopefully it leads to further dates down the line. Yeah, for sure. I think I could, I could see them. Um, I, I, I've always been a big fan of Brendan White. I think since I first sort of clapped eyes on him, and Danny Jones has, he's got excellent credentials through um, obviously the, the the All Japan run and things like that. So yeah, it's and obviously we've seen him a lot with um, in RevPro, and I think kind of. From my point of view in RevPro, they're very limited with they've only got two or three other teams that they can really work with. Um, seeing them against people who I don't think they would have ever come in contact with, I can't think, nope. unless Lucky and Danny Jones have maybe had something in the past. I, they I had one them. match on uh, that show we normally when when he was uh, Teo Man, he had like a, a, a quick squash on that show we no longer speak of. Uh, but oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know what you were talking about until I realised. Um, yeah, so they're not people who, who have necessarily worked, but yeah, I thought they, they showed a great account for themselves and um, quite a few of the um, 
sort of the the, the Germans who I know went to went to the show. They seemed to quite be quite um, impressed by them, and yeah, I think they worked very well as faces. Surprisingly, as well, because we've not really seen it. Um, yeah, that, that blew me away, and of course, well, I've, uh... always thought, I've always thought Brendan White's been quite is is a quite um, genuine face. I think there's always that, and Danny Jones. The only time I've ever really seen him work face was when he was doing the whole Dragonheart stuff. Yep. Where he was sort of doing the, the uh, not the Devitt ripoff, but he was kind of doing the demon paints. I've got to remember the mask now, yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a mask. He had the, he had the uh, body paint, didn't he? This is like, it's very, <laughs> like, I'll say early progress, but you know, kind of like the you know, peak. Well, that's course. what he took out to all Japan, the, uh, the Dragonheart oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah, decent. Uh, I thought it was a decent show, and, and um, I like to think that they've got. A, I feel like they've impressed a certain number of people. So <laughs> who knows, really? Get those uh, German visas, lads. You might be needing them. They, they, they've got further than many teams who I think have been shouted about a lot more. So yep. yeah, good on them. Uh, next match and. Um... Me, my match for night. Uh, Bobby Guns beating Yota Suji just over a quarter of an hour. And so, somebody they posted the uh, Suji entrance on YouTube on uh, Twitter. And yeah. I, I would say crickets in terms of, you know, maybe like a smattering of, yeah, you know, guys who know him from New Japan and, you know, the you know, light applause. But my God, this absolutely knocked out the park. Like, yeah. you know, Bobby, and again, Bobby Guns, you know, he's the kind of guy if you can't have a you know, decent match with, you maybe want to look at you know, what's gone wrong. It's the right right profession for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christ, I mean, we, 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 we've both seen Suji this past weekend have a match with Knives were enamored with. Yeah. And same kind of similar kind of thing, or a lot of strikes, but you no, know, Suji, you know, since he first came to Ref Pro, what, September 2021. He's put that together and okay, he's had a, you know, a fairly recent run in Mexico. He has come on leaps and bounds just since you know, last year yeah. when we saw more regular. 100%. 100%. Um, I think uh, this was the match that I would have booked if it was me the book anyway. Um, I think this is probably one of the best, best matches outside of a. Um, well, actually, I think it's one of the best WXW matches since. Last year, effect. Well, not say not since last year. That's not very good for January. But since <laughs> since since the return um, to sort of full crowds, I genuinely think it's one of the best matches yep. they've done. Absolutely. You and you, know what? you could tell they were both having a blast in there, um, yep. and it really really shines through. And when you can tell they're enjoying themselves, it's you know that's that's um, wonderful. Um, I thought, yeah, this was um, really 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 quality stuff. Um, as I said, I think. Guns, guns has sort of as, uh, established himself as kind of the worker that everybody kind of wants to have a have a good go at. And um, Suji, Suji, I think he's he, he's. I, I feel he can be very hot and very very cold um, when he's when he's running cold against people who I don't think necessarily at his level. He really he really can't keep it together as well, but. Against Guns, Guns, he was he he was in he's in great form at the moment anyway, but Suji, because he had somebody to step up to, it he flourished. And it's this whole and, point uh, of that excursion. 
you, you go yeah. on a search to work against different people yes. you know, with different styles. I know on the yeah. Five Feather stuff, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode when part two drops, they, uh, Met Mark made a big deal of the European style. And you know, but no, yes. no, yeah, Yorkie's had a you know, couple of months in Mexico doing lute. He's obviously worked with Pro, he's worked other places in Europe. I think he's got um, GWF this weekend, which yeah. that's going to be an interesting one to see how, you no, know, is it chalk and cheese or how he adapts there? But um, yeah, I mean, this is one I honestly think. And I, and I don't know if the best really can get this on match on YouTube for free. Get a load of eyeballs on yeah. just from fans in Japan, 100%. fans who you know, maybe lapsed to Rexably fans. But this is one definitely worth getting your eyeballs on. hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I'd, I'd be putting this one out for free. Um, I think it's, and it, it's not consequential for storylines. It's not consequential thing. It's just I think it's it's one of the, it's when you have something that good that kind of out of nowhere. Hundred percent. It's um, definitely should be putting that out for free. It's uh, and people who I weren't realised, I didn't realise were even sort of paying attention to WXW again. We're sort of saying, well, that was really good stuff. So, um, yeah, I definitely one. It's the one thing to keep, just really, really uh, keep an eye out for if you can try and find it. Bobby's getting a bit of a rep for these mid card matches, but nobody's yeah. expecting much of which. We sh- probably shouldn't be saying, given he's a uh, former two-time champ, but yeah, he's getting a bit of a renaissance. You, you stand to think. Well, yeah, I think I think unfairly that there was a lot of people who assumed he was booked because he was popular, and, and not I don't go. Yeah, and I think there was people was like, "Oh, he's only good because of the charts. He's only good at things." But no, he's 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 one of the best wrestlers in Europe by miles, and I include Britain in that, like. Absolutely brilliant, um, and I don't really. The, the lack of interest from Britain has always baffled me, anyway. But the the whole the whole um, yeah the, the the reputation it's way I think it's completely out of out of sync with what, it, what the reality is. I think he's you know it's absolutely brilliant stuff. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, Alison beat Amal to retain women's title. This didn't start off great. Managed to save it by the end, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. I, I think I was think having the not winning the title and having the time off it injured didn't help. But was she she won the title despite nobody knowing who she was? She she won Femme Fatale, won the belt for next yeah, night. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, and then like at this it's point, it's almost, it's almost like you need to build up a challenger for her to beat. I think that's I, kind it, of where there's a bit of a stutter in, like in women's wrestling in general in Europe is. I'm not saying that it was I've got the proper pro problem of your challenge of the month stuff. We they do kind of, I think with Ava we are going to do that. You need to build someone up to beat and then have Alice win the belt back. I think so the issue is is you, you end up with if think about if it was the other way around and let's say Amal had won that three way at at Tagfest and Amal had taken the belt. Meanwhile, Alice Inc. is she's knocking out Maria De La Rosa. She's knocking out Ava Everett. She's knocking out Baby Allison. Every single person. And then, what? What would? What, how different would we? Would the conversation be if we was look at going towards Kara and Alice Inc. is she's knockout, knockout, knockout with that dragon kick or whatever it is. Yep. 
like how different would the conversation be and it's just uh i just feel like it's it was like they wanted to rush Alison with the belt and i know they wanted to take you obviously they wanted to take the belt off Alison um because of the whole maggot storyline anyway but it just it just feels like it was completely out of if it was it was a bit of a rush and i don't really know why you rushed it especially when you know Eva Kalaski, I think, almost was a better choice at Tagfest than Alice Inc. You know, I don't know. For me, it's a, it was a, it was a bad, it was a bizarre decision. But I think they're kind of having to book backwards with this one. Yep. So yeah, so Miles gets kind of out of any kind of contention. The whole thing was, you know, I was never beat pinned. Yeah. Well, now she has been. So back for line there, uh, Levaniel. Retained the title of Axel Tisha again, decent match, but like we said before, you know, with uh, the Axeman, you should be having those kind of matches. Um, not much in the way of shenanigans with Norman Harris, which is good. We're not having all these matches about that. Um, but yeah, we had uh, the Axeman turn on him after the match, and then the whole line in the post match, so we'll see which carrot, which made me think, oh, was it going to be him and um, Levaniel on the Saturday of carrot? Well, Tisha's now in the tournament, so I guess now it's is he going to be the one to upset Levaniel and win the belt without beating him? I've got several former champions, I feel, so when we do the preview, you'll be able to see who now relate, you know, what Flavor Land's going to be like, who's uh, got a shot now. It's a case of you winning the belt and not just a shot at the belt. Yeah, it kind of uh, puts, it, puts it up a, a little bit much, I think. There's a lot of, I think, the conversation from that we'll probably have to go into the uh, the big preview show really more than I think. But yeah, I thought this this match was pretty decent. Um, it was one of the better Levaniel main events, I think. Um, Tisha, I I absolutely loved the the match. Was it from Back to the Roots last year? The because that was the yeah, where was Rolls uh, yeah. Reverse? Yeah, I absolutely loved that match last year. I thought that was one of that was the that was the match where I was like, "Hang about, Tish is not the bloke who was the unwanted surprise anymore." You know, Tish is the real deal. Um, you know, having the career renaissance sort of thing. That that match was the one that sold it on it, and and I, I preferred that one to this one. But yep. then obviously the roles were sorry about that. The roles were were reversed. So yeah, it was um interesting sort of first proper you know. New, new, new contender defense. Bit of a weird. With the turn of the end, it's uh, no, yeah, no spice up uh, Axeman's uh, run as well. So I've had been stushing a bit after the Carnoir feud as well. Yeah, and like there, there was, I was watching it, and they kept on. You know, he kind of stands there, and then he doesn't do it, and then he stands him again, and he puts the belt around him, and you're like, oh, what? what? The, the the turn was. The turn was kind of. I don't know whether it was well done or not, to be honest, because it was kind of they kept on they kept on baiting and switching you with it about three times within two three minutes, and then you kind of like when it actually does happen, you kind of like, oh well, that was coming, <laughs> that was coming, wasn't it? You know, I thought it was interesting here, and I think you know, we kind of touched enough when we uh, covered the anniversary show. Um, the Oberhausen crowds. There's a very noticeable number of folks who did not like Levaniel. No, I don't think they do. Um, Oberhausen is the, the, the 
eat ginger biscuits over ginger biscuits or whole or no Lieber and all that, but there's a very noticeable number of people throughout the match yeah. who are cheering for Axman and against Slovenia, which no, I don't know if that leads to anything it's down. Not, it's not the crowd that they had in Hamburg. Um, I mean, Oberhausen is the smart crowd, isn't it? It's kind of always has been considered that. And I, they don't like this sort of thing. Um, and again, Psycho Mike. what's that? Psycho Mike. Yeah. Psycho Mike and other unnamed people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was, um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really, there, there's, there's more in mind. I, I, I do wonder if they maybe are putting Lavaniel in the tournament to avoid some of that. Maybe, I don't know. Cause I, I can't imagine there's any, Let's say they did do Tisha versus Levaniel in the main event on Saturday. I think Tisha would have been cutting more cheers than Levaniel, to be yeah. completely honest. Um, At least based on the crowds we, yeah. crowd we saw here, yeah. But we'll um, see how that plays into count. But uh, then, of course, uh, Kefik Schlack main event, um, considering everything that happened, you know, the five left in the match really held together you know, stupidly well. But whatever plans we had to change from the fly, I mean, you could see. No, uh, tasks, you know, tasks, not flocking back and forth. You no, know, what are plans were changing? Um, and I guess you have good guys going, you know, sending the crowd home happy, which I don't think might to me didn't seem like the plan. So, given the fact that you had um, Ojihani spiking Dover in the first few minutes with skewers, like to me, that always feels like the kind of thing you do and then you end up on the losing side, yeah. Um, I th- yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really put the boot in in this match because it was completely derailed five minutes in. So it's kind of I find it hard to really criticise it too much because, um, yeah, I don't think that was what was meant to happen. <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't meant to happen, but I don't feel like the finish was what the finish was originally going to be. So, um. Yeah, I thought it was decent. I think, but I think the last couple of Kavik Schlacks have kind of been a bit. We need to do the Kavik Schlack because it's January or February. Yeah, I, I think it's something we need to get away from. In it, it, yeah. it means you rejig the calendar and back to the roots isn't your big January supercard. You know, um, you kind of you kind of look back to like, for example, the the big Rise versus Ringkamp and Monster Consulting match. That was you know a big match. There was mm-hmm. the. The one where it was Bobby and the Bastards versus sort of the, the All-Stars. That was a big match. Um, you know, the Cerberus one and all that. Going back, the, the big, big matches. And I know that, you know, we, we can't... It's not 2018 anymore. We don't have Walter. We don't have Ilya. We don't have all them people there. But I just... I feel like there's not really... There's not really the... Uh, there's not the... There was a lot. There was a lot of spice between Tihani and them, and them. But then, because Volta and Igla Blanc kind of felt like they needed to be in it because they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the kind of thing we we were talking previously with the whole thing of you needed the you know, an all star kind of team to take on Amboss, and yeah. it being well, we you know, took out. Or she got ruled out, um, and whatever's going on there, and it just seemed, seemed to be you know, Bobby Guns, you know, hasn't been in any of this. Uh, Levaniel's obviously got the title on, but it just feels like there's no, I would say it was the best of the rest, but it felt like you know, 
these are the guys who've been constantly in the feud with them, rather than here's the big knights in shining armor who are going to vanquish Ambos. You know, you you have you, you could. I could see a, I could see a Heisenberg turn with the big good monster. You know, like that's the sort of thing I could see happening, or something like that. You know, you could have. Yeah, it felt it felt like they didn't necessarily need to have the cave slack this time, this time of the year. It wasn't ideal for them, and uh, and I suppose they always have sold this show on that, so they kind of had to have it. But yeah, I don't think they do that for the twenty twenty four and onwards. They yeah, sure. But um, so those were two big shows from the past uh, few weeks. A couple of shows coming up uh, this weekend in Bielefeld, uh, allegedly. And as we spoke about the top of the show, we've got the Road 16 Carol Gold Tournament, Anil Marek against Lee Bloom, Ahura against Alex Duke, Mudo against Heisenberg. Winners of all three in the final with Levaniel. Levaniel doesn't win. He doesn't get a carriage. He also loses the title and all that fun stuff we will be speaking of, no doubt, in the next episode. Plus, we've got Bobby Guns against Sebastian Suave and Jacob Crane and Ava Everett against Maggot and Baby Allison. Next day, yeah, what a team, eh? Yeah. Some strange bedfellows. And then Jacob Crane and Ava Everett on the other side. <laughs> but uh, February 12th, can be live in Gelsenkirchen. So far, we've got uh, Tibor Hendrick against Carlos Amora, Danny Frey against Sebastian Suave, and Ilya Bloom against Alex Duke. March 4th in Bad Sackingham at the uh, things for Hoover. The border. So I think there's one guy in that WXW uh, chat on Monday was asking about where we're, when we're going back to Baal. Well, across the border, you can, we can't. But Ian uh, Simmons, Tristan Archer announced Levaniel against Axel Tisch. It was originally Levaniel and uh, Robert Dreisker, obviously, of that had to change. Who against Maggot, which tells me if we're doing this here, probably not going to be over Cowder Weekend, which is. I think I don't think this show is getting recorded. No, this no, but has... even just doing it this close to then. You know what I mean? Kind uh, of... I don't know. I think they could. Uh, Baby Allison against Clipso and Dave Everett against Becker. Um, yeah, not bad show again. Not making tapes. Probably going to like the uh, Vienna show before Tag League. But yeah, it's a pretty strong card for a debut in a new part of the country anyway. Yeah, I would have liked to have maybe gone to this one. Um it's one of these things. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. It would have. It would have. I didn't have enough holiday to do this one. <laughs> I was. I was looking at it. I like new weeks. Of course, after that, uh, March nine, Gus and Kirshen from the Circle Thirteen is now sold out. Uh, Sixteen Carrot Gold, March 10, 11, 12 in Oberhausen. We'll have a preview up on the website now, and of course, the podcast in a few weeks. Uh, March twenty fifth, Sixteen Carrot Gold, Avenge in Frankfurt. Yeah, just got the posters, so it's Maggot, Alison, Clavaniel, Tristan Archer, Ahua, Baby Allison, Axel Tisha. And then True Colors at Stromberg and Dresden, April 22nd. And Lavaniel, Sense of Idle Blanc, Axel Tisha, Paige Tahani, Baby Allison, Maggot, Ava Everett, uh, Roman Dry, uh, Roman, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Roman, Dover Nicholas. Can't read my own yes. handwriting. One time I don't read the typed up script. And that's for a lot of us. There's more stuff coming up. Uh, Allegedly, they're running in London in May as part of Super Strong Style 16 weekend, but nothing from Progress side yet, apart from it's happening. Um, just looked on WXW now, and I think you mentioned this for weekend, mate. They have gone ham when it comes to uploading uh, carrot stuff. Yeah, they've uh, gone back to 2018. 
now 2017. Oh, that's, that's, they literally announced they uploaded 2018 just before uh, just before we started recording, so they are really putting them on them. Yeah, so right now, if you sign up, you can see Cows from 2017 through to last year. Uh, I think they also touted, let's see, over 2022 events are up now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, plus some of the satellite stuff, you know, like Wrestling Cult, uh, yeah, EPT. So, yeah, they, they are really quickly backfilling. So, if you go into Carrot and you want to catch up, they go over getting the big shows up, and that backfilling is really going to continue. Yeah, for 100%. Um, yeah, and, and sort of from a personal point, obviously, going on the, the, the WXW now, with now sort of about a month into it, aren't we? Uh, five days, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that it's on YouTube is just so much better. Oh, yeah. Um, it's in the same place you want to watch everything else, and you can kind of. I feel I'm impulse watching a lot more. Um, you know, I whacked on a few. I whacked the other night. I was I just whacked on a wrestling cult show, and it was kind of like I probably wouldn't back when we was on the Vimeo thing. It was a bit of a pain in the ass to scrolling to do. And you know, I had to plug it into my TV and things like that. But um, yeah, I it's so much easier to use now. It's brilliant, and it comes comes off. Just YouTube, it's yeah, no problem. Just plug it on my smart TV and it's oh, away we go. Yep. So, yeah, directsreviewnow.com, subscribe there. Uh, I know we're doing a big blitz campaign for, oh, it's secure, it's no contract, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, it's a new, new home. And if you want to catch up for, you know, going to Carrot or even catch up uh, ahead of Carrot, that's one place to go. But Mike, I think that all wrapped up for another episode. Um, understand you've uh, been ground hopping in a new country lately we have been um and there will be something up soon um so yes <laughs> ground hoppers guide on an eddie experience um just like that in youtube and you should be able to find it but it's not up yet but yeah we have if you followed me on twitter or instagram or anything at mike kilby uh, you will have seen where i went but yeah it's quite exciting uh, it was good for the soul that weekend <laughs> well like the spoilers for under the podcast but Follow us at AlfieFresserPod on Twitter, at Big Bad Body Drop on Twitter uh, for reviews and all that, at Back Body Drop on Instagram. Mike's got the same handle everywhere, so just one thing to remember. But yeah. that'll wrap us up for another episode. We shall see you in a couple of weeks to talk Bielefeld and then the big card preview before we all get on the train or planes or whatever to Dusseldorf, Cologne, Essen, Oberhaus, and wherever. We'll Amsterdam. see you. Amsterdam, if you're going that way. I know someone is going via Eindhoven. So. <laughs> I can only assume it's a lot cheaper going that way, or they booked or they mixed up towns. But um, <laughs> I wait. We'll see you in a few weeks' time. Cheers. Cheers.